Hello, folks, and welcome to the Metallica Report. I'm Stefan Shirazi, editor of the band So What magazine. And I'm Renee Richardson, director of philanthropy for Metallica's foundation, all within my hands. This is your official weekly Metallica podcast. We are bringing you all the news from the band's HQ and studios deep in the heart of Northern California. Steph, it's good to see you. I am seeing an awful lot of hardware on your wrist right now. <laughs> yeah, what is yeah. going on over there? Well, yeah, I have an array of, of wristbands, one of which I, I have to admit, I mean, most of these are permanent, you know, beads and metal and whatever, but I do still have my power trip wristband on. That's what that is? That bright <laughs> yeah. green thing? Yeah, it's kind of got that yellow, yeah, that little yeah. yellow skirt. I can't seem to find my way to cut it off my wrist because every time I look at it, I remember what a fucking great time it was. It really yeah. was. You know, listen, I know that you out there are with me because you're tuned in in massive numbers this week yes to hear yeah. my meager recount but more importantly the band telling you how much they loved it and uh you know i, I was really so happy that they were so happy to tell you it's great that you all tuned in and heard that uh, thank you Tell your friends, tell your friends that Metallica will always let you know when they've enjoyed a gig that much That's right. <laughs> on That's the Metallica right. report. Really important. Again, thank you for tuning in. And I, I don't know, I suppose I should just cut this bloody thing off at some point. But Do it, do it, cut All it off. Right. All right, I'll do it when we stop recording. I'll do it when we stop recording. As good as everything was in, in the last show, I'd like to move forward to this show, can we? <laughs> I think we probably should pretty quickly. Yeah. I'm going to say that coming up, we will hear from Avi Vinoka. Some of you are going to recognize his name. Yes. He's been called the bonus member of Metallica. His band Goodnight Texas just released the song Runaways, which features Kirk Hammett on guitar. We'll also talk to longtime Metallica graphic artist Tony Squindo. I got to hang with him recently and wanted to get a bit more on the history that he has with Metallica. He's a lovely, lovely guy, isn't he, Renee? True. Very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he Was he kind of, i got to ask you, was he kind of shy? Did you have to pull him out a little bit or not? He is a bit of an introvert, I'll say that much, but we have a good rapport. You know, we spent like an hour hanging yeah. out and talking. So, yeah, I like the guy. He's already been invited to my house. He's cool. <laughs> Absolutely. How, and, and, and as people will hear soon, I mean, look, this is one righteous, righteous human being. And I'm really looking forward to uh, hearing from him a little later. Man, he can tell a story. He really mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But let's first talk about Runaways. The single from Goodnight Texas features Kirk Hammett. San Francisco underground legends Goodnight Texas are the uh, the band who are releasing it. It features Avi Vinoka, as we've been telling you, and Patrick Direwolf, which, look, <laughs> by the way, I think our producer even said to us, he said, come on. He said, that's not a real name. Yes, that is Patrick's <laughs> real is. name. Yeah. And secondly, to anyone out there, if you have a cooler name than that, you better get in touch <laughs> with us because <laughs> we don't believe you. It's just the coolest name. I, I yeah, he, he's a poor guy. Yeah. He probably hears it all the time. I think I even said to him at one point, "Did you watch Game of Thrones?" And he's kind of like, "Oh fuck off!" You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> nah, they're both great guys. Really, they are great. Yeah, the song has this. I mean, the great smoky, swingy, bluesy draw. It it, it really gets your hips moving. Uh, I can see this tune in a steamy, swampy backwater. Let's hear it a little bit. What a tune. And let's just say it, Renee, 
everyone loves Avi. Everyone loves Avi. Yeah, I mean, obviously the band do, but also the entire Metallica team does. Uh, look, mm-hmm. our very own HQ teammate, Jenna, has a Goodnight Texas tattoo. <laughs> and another another HQ big hitter, Jeff, even had them play a gig in his own backyard once. <laughs> amazing. So with all this Avi love in the Metallica air, when Avi actually asked Kirk Hammett if he wanted to lay down some lead guitar, this was Kirk's reaction. I love riffy songs. And when Avi played it for me, I was like, oh, yeah, I could spew all sorts of like madness all over this. And so when it came time to actually do it, we're upstairs here. And I said, all right, I'm ready. And so he hit the track and I played the solo and the solo was great. I was like, right on, man. Did you catch that? He goes, I didn't hit record. I was like, you sucker. Oh, my God. I said, quick, let's do it again. By the take he was like jumping up and down going that, that this is the one this is the one and then after about half hour 45 minutes we had nailed it and he was feeling pretty good you know and i was i was feeling like you know i did a favor for my friend and and he was happy so i was happy but when i heard it back like you know like three or four months later i was actually really really blown blown away by just you know how my guitar so how well integrated it was with the with the song and how much it worked for the song that was like the best thing for me it's like you know it wasn't just me spewing you know madness all over it like uh, like i thought you know I was, I was able to like play with play through the song play with the song and like you know add something to the song rather than just like spew and there he is again, Mr. Humble shining through. Yes, Kirk, your contribution was, it worked very well. Worked beautifully with the song. Hey, everybody, we're going to be right back. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. And back to Avi, he has been with the band for a while. And what he does involves a lot of guitar tech with Kirk. Uh, so there's a lot of familiarity yeah. there. Mm-hmm. But even still, I, I asked him how he came to include Kirk in a song from, let's face it, Goodnight Texas is a folk band. 
So it's a little bit like, yeah. how do you put the two together? <laughs> exactly. Avi will tell us. Years ago, and Kirk reached out this and said he really liked it. And so we had been chatting and, and he was like, if you ever want to do something, you know, and I was like, oh, that's a great idea. But like, we play kind of like folk music. <laughs> it was like, you know, I mean, obviously he can shred a 12 string, you know, or acoustic stuff too. But it was like, you know, we're working on some new sort of more rock sounding stuff. And we've kind of been compiling it over the last couple of years anyway. And when we got this song together, I was like, oh, this would be perfect for like a real old school Kirk solo. So I sent it to him and he texted back right away and was like, let's do it. It was definitely different, but also I've been with him helping tech at sessions that he's done with other people. I kind of know his routine and as far as what you know, guitar he wants, obviously Greeny and uh, having a, a wah pedal for him and his sounds and whatnot. So it was just like setting it up, but instead of plugging it in at HQ, plugging it into my own laptop. <laughs> But it, it turned out great. He did it so quickly, too. I mean, this is not many takes. Yeah, he just nailed it. It's really fun to, like, work with him in that way and, and have him just see his, like, creative side on a more collaborative level with music that we wrote. It's really fun. Yeah, Avi's segue from being a runner to being in Metallica, their acoustic and orchestral gigs is just, it's just this mighty story. I mean, yeah. you think about this. One day the guy's making sure things are working for the band when they're in the studio, and then the next he's standing alongside them playing as an equal. That is pretty crazy, right? I mean, only a bit. <laughs> but what you'll hear in this next clip from Avi is he has some very special skill sets which the guys appreciated and wanted. So rather than go out of house, uh, well, look, Avi, away you go, tell everyone. James did a solo show at the um, Fillmore with Sammy Hagar for an acoustic benefit. I think he did it in 2015 by himself. And then the next year, 2016, they wanted to do it again. And he was like, I kind of want to fill out the sound with like pedal steel and, you know, and, and then he was like, how about mandolin? You know, I know you play mandolin. And, and so, yeah, we did, did that and it went really well. And we felt like it was kind of like it came sort of naturally to sing together. And so when the opportunity came up to do an All Within My Hands benefit, I think they wanted to fill out the sound again. And they invited me, which was 2018 at the Masonic. So at the benefit show, we played All Within My Hands. And then I think when SNM came around, they were going to do like the classical reinterpretation of, of the song. And it was kind of based on the acoustic version. And I think Greg, Greg or the, or maybe, yeah, I guess it could have been the band or Greg was like, I feel like we should have him do that vocal part. So then I ended up singing on SNM backing vocals, which was a total trip. And then when it came time to play Howard Stern, I, I, I guess the deal when you play Howard Stern is he'll tend to pitch what songs he wants you to do. And he picked all within my hands. And they were like, well, I, let's bring Avi, I guess. <laughs> The man's being humble because trust me, there's never a guess in these specific moments for these specific types of song. Uh, the respect that Metallica have for Avi as both a musician and a teammate when needed is enormous. Another member of the extended Metallica family is Tony Squindo. He's been featured as an artist we love in the merch store. He's He's been around the band since the 90s. Steph, you talked to him for So What not too long ago, right? Yeah, I've known Tony since he started working with the band. I mean, he's such a lovely guy, really. He's quite, quite gentle in his own way, and you do have to draw him out a little bit. But once you get him going, crikey, the, the, the man can tell a story or ten. I mean, <laughs> I ended up hearing these weird things about breakfast soups he used to make back in the day, and he's talking about the, the book that he did, uh, 
365 days a year. Uh, yeah, the Scholar Day, I think that's it's called. Scholar Day yeah. is what it's called, yeah. uh, which is a, a, a great project. And I encourage you to, to go seek it out. You can still get the book at all your favorite uh, outlets. And of course, another thing about Squindo that we love yes. uh, on this pod is he loves his pups. He's had, <laughs> uh, he's had many of them. The latest canine in the Squindo household is Bunny the Destroyer. Uh, <laughs> I think he's got stickers of Bunny the Destroyer that you can get, and uh, yeah, I have one on my on my day planner. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to have to call this guy up again because I want a Bunny the Destroyer sticker. But <laughs> they're one. out there. You can get them. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah he he's awesome. Super yeah, cool. he is. He is. He's absolutely awesome. Your piece told me a lot about him, and so I was very excited to have a chance to sit down with Tony Squindo. And uh, we started with where you would you would think we would start with the early stuff. I when I first started with him, it was. Uh, they asked for some designs, so I drew four faces first. And again, they're 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 just their four heads in an oval. It's very graphic. There's no it's you can tell it's them, but there's it's basically eyes and an evil grin, and then their hair. And look, looking back on that one, I'm like there there is no noses. I for like the first few years, nobody had noses apparently <laughs> in my head. There's that one. <laughs> I read that's redone now, and and a little more together. I think. Plus, there's Robert. He fit nicely in there. And that's the four faces that is currently on the baseball jersey, and I think on a pick tin in the um, Met store, right? And you you actually posted. I noticed on your Instagram account that you posted the um, the original four faces and um, side by side with the new four faces. What's the biggest? difference to you as the artist it's there's a whole lot more detail there was it, it seemed like i used like a fat marker or i don't know it just was i've had people say they really like that one but it, i just look back at it i'm like how did this get approved i, I am so glad they did but I, I swear i don't know how some of them went through Maybe because I'm I'm putting way more into it, and hopefully I've gotten better than I was in 2000. I, I enjoy redoing them now and putting the new new detail in there. And do you still love all the early stuff? Do you have favorites? Be with but the four faces one because it was the very first one. I'll right. always like that one. Yeah. Right. But like the summer sanitarium, those ones were all kind of they were very cartoony, but very cool. I like the way they all came out. Now, what about your all-time favorite thing you ever created for for a band member or Metallica? My favorite was Hetfield's Battle Vest, just because it was seen. I think that was seen more than anything. And it was kind of like, I saw he had one of the, my old scary guy, like a patch on one of his jackets. And I messaged him, I'm like, is it cool if I paint you something? And he was like, have at it. And then we, we went back and forth. It was a little more personal. Like I did a few sketches and he's like, no, that one's no cool, not cool, not cool. And I did the one with the flying V ripping through the guy, through the skeleton. And he's like, just tweak a couple things and add pop a head on the bottom. And I, I painted the whole thing on this little swatch of leather. And it was, I forget what year it was, but it was, uh, it had, he was on tour. He was going to Europe. So it was like, just mail it as soon as you can. I cleared it with like a spray clear and I shipped it out. And I'm like, I, I hope it's not all sticky or gross yeah. or whatever. You got to sew it on the back of a jacket. And then it was like, it was everywhere. And it was like, just seeing it, seeing other people's photos of it were cool. But then when we saw him, I'm like, having him just run around with that on stage the whole time was like, again, mind blowing. Like that was just in my basement. I was just like painting that in my basement. 
Wow, we are out of time, which means oh. that I guess I need to take a pair of scissors to my wrist and cut <gasps> this wristband off, right? So, uh, are you going to do it right now? I think do I will. Well, that's what do we said, it. right? Do okay, it. and there it, there is. it is, officially yeah. severed from Power Trip. Once and for all for this time, for this year. Welcome back to reality. And uh, hey, Steph, I forgot to mention, a lot of people have been signing up for the monthly exclusive Metallica merch package giveaway. So that's cool and awesome. But if you haven't yet, enter the contest now. All you need to do is follow and share this podcast to be entered. Head to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica to enter. Can, can employees or the hosts enter this? or No, 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 no family members, uh, nothing. No. All right. <laughs> Not all for right. you. Okay. Well, in any case, uh, thanks everyone for joining us and we'll see you next week. See, see ya. ya. The Metallica Report is produced by Metallica HQ, Pantheon Media and PopCult. If you like what we're doing here, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to visit Metallica.com slash podcast to submit your questions, offer your thoughts, and become a part of this podcast. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved.